Peace, love, and light to the family. What's going on? It's the Prince Richie Moon. It's Monday. You know what that means. I'm here at the Divine Tribe headquarters. I'm here with my guy, Dre. Dre, what's going on, man? In introduce yourself to the people. Let the, let the people know what you, what you bring to the table, my guy. <laughs> what's going on? It's your boy, Dre Streets. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a musical artist, a rapper. Um, also... Um, uh, I make clothes as well, clothing designer. Um, uh, I'm just trying to put out a good message with my uh, my clothes and my music. You know, you know, try to help me, my family, and the rest of the community. Okay, okay. Okay, so there's a lot going on right there. So, I mean, the only way we can appreciate where we're at now is if we, we start from the beginning. So, man, where where, uh, where you from? Man, I know you're from your mother, but... Uh, where, 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 <laughs> Where, where she happened to have you at? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Lincoln Heights, to be exact. Okay, okay. Cincinnati, Ohio. I've never, inter I never interviewed somebody from Cincinnati, Ohio. What was it like growing up in Cincinnati? Uh, man, it, it's kind of rough, you know. Uh, I come from, like, the first all-black uh, self-governed neighborhood mm. in, my, um, in my city. You feel me? Um, we was the first all-black um, um, neighborhood above the, uh, the north... Uh, North Dixie line or something like that. Okay. So, um, you know, um, our neighborhoods that we used to put out our own um, fires in our neighborhoods and we, we um, made our own, um, we was the first clinic in our, like in our, in our space. Like, you know, mm. a lot of people got sick. So, so we had our own little stuff there. We got a lot of rich history from there. Like the Isley Brothers and stuff, Nikki Giovanni, they all from our neighborhood. Okay, that's what's up. Wow, you know, I'm so governor. Do you know how that came about? Um, you know, when you know, when people were uh, migrating from the south coming up to the north, uh, my family is actually from um my Crawford side of the family is actually from Starkville, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And um something happened there where um you know, they used to hang us on the on the on the um what's that um, railroad. Oh yeah. yeah. We used to hang people up there so Something happened down there, and uh, my family, they hoboed up to, uh, to Cincinnati, and some of them went to um, St. Louis, some of them went to Cincinnati, but I know that my cousin Martha and my, um, my great-grandfather, um, I.D. Crawford, he came to Cincinnati, mm. and uh, from there, they kind of just, uh, when, they moved to, when they moved there, he, um, he, was junk, he was a junk. Like he junk, not not a junkie. He was he used to junk in the neighborhood and mm -hmm. stuff, and people like laughing at him and stuff. But he was actually saving up money so he can um, start a, a hotel and stuff, a business, a bar and stuff. You know what I mean for our family. Mm. So um, a lot of people probably have similar stories to that, mm. but um, you know a lot of you know coming up from the south to the north, a lot of people first stopped when they got to the uh, from the north to the south. Um, it was in Cincinnati. Mm. You know, mm. so a lot of people settled there. Okay. So, um, in a, in an undeveloped place, um, uh, where where we were at was Lincoln Heights. Uh, right now, it's like only three fourths of a square mile. But before then, our neighbor and um, um, neighborhoods, um, it actually was Lincoln Heights. But once we tried to incorporate our our land, mm. you know, people rushed and tried to do the same thing as well. So, right, right, what right. once was Lincoln Heights became reduced to a very small. Portion of what it usually be. Mm, interesting, man. I see you. You're right, man. I added some rich history. I, I never knew that. Um, but hey, man, shout out to learning something new every day. So, uh, do you 
you said like that started like with your like not started but like you know your grandfather and all that grew up in the soul coming up like coming up um you know you said it's all black owned so you're used to seeing our people do for themselves and seeing all that how did that how did that affect you growing up like especially like when you you know when you left Cincinnati and went to other places because you grew up in a place with you know basically an all black town uh, well um, see that's the thing you know um, a lot of black towns like that um, you know starting in the 80s you know it became like the deconstruction of it you feel me because you know that's when the drugs came in like um, crack and stuff like that so mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. era didn't really get to reap the benefits of that because the mm-hmm. destruction was already there mm-hmm. you feel me our business by the time I was of age it wasn't it wasn't operable. It was, the land was still there, but it wasn't. It wasn't there. Like my great grandfather, he had put it into play where, you know, um, for each generation, the first grandfather, I mean, the first grandkid gets the the business. Right. Well, I guess the first grandkid, he ended up giving it back to the my grandfather and my great uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, however they did it, because I don't know what they got going on. It, it our business ended up getting sold. You feel me? Yeah. And um, you know. It, you know, uh, we had um, a motel, so you know everybody came there. So you know it was easy for the, the the dope to be distributed through our businesses, and you know it wasn't necessarily um, the older people and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you know that was it was epidemic. You know, it started coming in, mm-hmm. and whoever targeted where, you know, over time, the the the, um, the place where I'm from became a very crime infested neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So typically, it, I mean, basically, it is a um, considered a, um, a suburb. But when you go there, it show you all the symptoms of a hood because all the neighboring neighborhoods are like white, predominantly white neighborhoods and stuff. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it, it was kind of like kind of messed up, like um, the story of Lincoln Heights. It used to be a very, very thriving neighborhood. Like people mm-hmm. used to want to come there and stuff like. All type of stuff, like I say, um, um, they was telling me like um, Jimi Hendrix. You know, he used to play behind um, what's that name? Um, um, what I was telling you, um, the Isley Brothers there. Oh wow! You know, he used to play behind them there. So, um, and you know, it was a it was a lot of things going there. There's a lot of dope things going on in our neighborhood. People want to be a part of it, but you know, everything good. You know. That's, Somehow it gets messed up through, you know, you know, right. them peoples or whatever, and how we go along with it, and you right. know, and, you know, have it. But um, yeah, just just growing up in that neighborhood and stuff, I've always had um, that type of feeling, like you know, I want to bring that type of stuff back. I've always had an entrepreneur sense of like mine, like you know, my I got some aunts and uncles who like you know business and stuff like that and, and um, just you know it's a lot of people in my in my family who you know do for self do for self so it's like right, right. Okay. and me I, I use that same entrepreneur like spirit but I put it towards my music you feel me and um, and as well as my clothes and want to continue to pass that down because I know that's in our blood you feel me right right okay I can, yeah, I can definitely I can definitely feel that. When when did you when did you first leave Cincinnati? Um, 
I first left Cincinnati in 2010 um, to come down here in, in Atlanta um, for school. And um, I had just had, um, like, a few years before that, um, my daughter was born, and I was going through a lot of stuff with her mother. And um, he was playing the keep-away game. So, you know, I was just in the hood doing hood stuff, you know. Um, so it was just like, you know, I wanted to, like, further my education so that, you know, I have a baby in this world. So I need to further my education so I'd be able to teach, provide, and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. do something that that's not normal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My daddy, he, he never graduated. Mm -hmm. uh, you feel me? And my mom used to tell me she was happy to get D's and C's. You feel me? Right. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was different. So, um, I just try to <laughs> make something out of it. You know what I mean? Right. And right, right. so that's why, like, when it comes down to my music, my, my music always come from, like, a real place. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm always talking about, um, the things I've been through. Um, oh, when I first started, I used to talk about the things I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, then I got a little older, um, and, um, and I, my uncle, he used to, like, always preach to me, talk, telling me um, to put a message in my music. He said, you're really good at what you do, but you need to start putting a message in there. Right. You feel me? And I wasn't really necessarily used to that. I was always used to talking about what i seen or what I thought was what was everybody wanted to talk about. Like, right. Just right. like the kids now, they listen to the music on you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's out, and they like okay. They want to imitate. They, yes, they, exactly. They want to imitate everything. That's where everybody wants to. Well, I mean, you brought up music several times. So, where did the inspiration from the music start? Who, who, what was it? What was your first memory of hip hop? Um, my first memory of hip hop, I remember being like, it's it's so funny. Uh, I remember um, going being elementary and. Um, and the first rapper that actually inspired me, even though um, I used to come up listening to like different other other hip hop stuff, but it was just like it was. I ain't gonna say before my time. I was too young to understand the first music rap song that I really understand was like a Mace song. It was like Mason Puff Daddy. <laughs> Mace, okay, wow. I didn't I, what's your age? Um, I'm thirty three. Okay, wow. So that was your first. That's your first memory of hip hop. Puff Daddy Mace. That's my first one that I can actually, um, like, when I can actually uh, understand what they were saying. Like, I, I used to, like, my mom, like, my mom, she used to listen to, like, stuff like, um, um, like, like the hardcore album by, like, Lil' Kim and, and um, yeah. the Foxy Brown music and, like, you know, um, all the, like, dope female rappers, like, um, mm -hmm. dang, Queen Pen. Okay. Stuff like that, like you feel me. So okay, okay. I used to always like listen to rap and stuff, but it was like I was listening to the female rap because that's what my mama she used to listen to. Right, right, you feel right, me? right. And um, I used to hear like pop, big, and all that stuff like coming up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? But I didn't understand like that. You feel me? Once I started getting a little bit older, then I started re-listening to it. And I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, like it hit differently. It hit you, different like you said, once I got older. It, right, but right, as far right. as understanding. Like it was Mace and Diddy for me. Okay. <laughs> shiny suit era. Yeah. Yeah, shiny suit era. And but but other than that, you gotta know I got big cousins who rap and stuff. Okay. So they were like, as far as that, it was my my cousins like knowing that this was something, a possibility to do just because I'm seeing my big cousin Breeze, my big cousin Eli, 
you know what I mean, homies in the hood, like Dice, uh, other other homies in the hood who was doing stuff, and then, like, more direct, my my other cousin, Dredd, like, you know what I mean, he the one who actually, like, helped me put shit together in the beginning. Like. Right. So, I mean, as far as growing up, uh, growing up where you did, what, what was, you know, most of, most of the time, you grow up listening to the music. I mean, you just mentioned your cousin and stuff like that. And you mentioned that your mother used to listen to Little Kim and all that. Um, so did y'all like support your local artists out there? Or was it... Because most of the time, wherever you're from, that's the music that you listen to. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in New York, so I listen to New York rappers and stuff like that. But it seems like that wasn't the case because you ain't grow up in New York. You ain't grow up like in Texas or whatever, like who who was the who was the local artist that uh that you feel like inspired you? Was it was it your cousins? Yeah, my cousins. Um and it was um it was like a lot of like most of all my homies growing up, like uh they rapped and stuff, especially the older niggas like Ken Bricks, um, mm-hmm. um Shoe Shine. Okay. Like um these niggas like from my neighborhood who was like who was doing stuff and then like other people who was doing stuff inside the city, like, you know, it was Team Millie that was doing stuff in the city. It was um, um, Young Butter and um, the whole All In. Like, you feel me? Then, you know, still from my hood, you got Lion Game. You got, um, it was a it was a lot of other stuff. But when I actually started getting into it was when I was in high school. Um, it was like our neighborhood and then the neighboring neighborhood. Like, we used to have, like, a little rap beef. And um, and I used to go to the studio and just listen and like going there and rap and putting our stuff down. But I was part of a squad. We was called La Cosa Nostra. La Cosa Nostra. Yeah, okay. the new breed. Like okay, okay. So then we um <laughs> mm-hmm. we used to go back and forth in school. Like we used to make songs and drop them on them as like for at school. So it was mm-hmm. just like it was beef, but it was love at the same time. Right, love right, right. Person hard. Right. So we used to always go back and forth like. Even now, like, you know, two of the people, like, one person who was in my group and a person who was in another group, them two, like, battle rappers now, like, battling URL rappers and stuff. Like, okay, you know, like okay, okay. My family, H&H Zeke, and then there's another guy named uh, Marco Mazzi. Like, he was in, um, what was that group called? I think they was called Triple M. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's when we, well, that, that's, like, when rap started for me, like, when I actually started writing and stuff right. like that. So who was the first person that you heard that made you actually, that made you actually want to rap? Um, when I like I say, um, it it was um, cause I remember writing this stuff when I was in the sixth grade. It, it was it was Puffy and Mace. Mm. I'm trying to tell you, um, it was so much to that. I um, when I was in sixth grade, we had uh, we had to write a song about like. Uh, um, this book we wrote, it was like something about a rabbit, but I used to be beatboxing, uh, I beatbox, and, um, me and this girl named Jennifer Alexander, uh, we came up with this rap, <laughs> and, um, um, I just, I beatboxed, but we came up with the rap together, and then they, it was so dope that they liked it, they sent us to all the classes in our, in our, in our grade <laughs> to do that rap, like, you know what I mean? It was dope, so, like, that was the first time that I, that um you know that I thought it was dope but when I was younger mm-hmm. like it was homie in the hood his name was Mikey 
Okay. We used to stay on the next street. He used to always ask me to rap. He like, spit something. I used to be like five, six and stuff. <laughs> I ain't know nothing about no rap, but I used to do it just because he asked me. But it was like, I didn't ever follow up on that until like years later. That's so interesting. So what, what I like, I, I like, not that I'm confused or anything like that, but it's just interesting being where you're from and being inspired by the shiny suit. What was it about Puffy and Mace that made you, was, was it because you understood what they were saying as far as like the break y'all ain't gotta hide what y'all what y'all creeping around for like a 007 <laughs> what y'all creeping for it's all right we live pal <laughs> so what, what 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 was it specifically about puffy and mace that made you like that made you like all right like th this is this inspires me to go out and rhyme. Like, was was it was it was it specifically the shiny suits? Was it because I ain't you gonna say understood? It, it was because I could understood, and then it was it was more Mace than it was Puffy. Right, um, right, right. It was because um, Mace, 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 his flow, like his flow and his delivery, mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. more understandable, and it was like it it made me feel like dang, like I could do that because right, it was like. Right, right. He down there talked back like how he rapped and shit. So yeah, it kind of yeah, like yeah. it kind of like you know it it was intriguing and it was stuff. Smooth, so like very smooth. Yeah, um, that was like um, that was the first album I ever got. I think it was um, um, it was called it was Double Up. It was a Double Up album. That was the first album that I remember getting. I that wasn't the first mm. album I bought. The first album I bought was Get Rich or Die Trying. Okay. I bought wow. that with my own money, like you know. Okay, that's when okay. I was like, I think I was like fourteen. Shout out to fifty. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean. That that was like a big inspiration as far as um, I used to listen to Fifty all the time, like just right. like listening to how he was rapping and stuff, and like you know, but not even fit. Like, after I started listening to Fifty, I started getting to G Unit. So you know, mm -hmm. Lloyd Banks became my guy. Like okay. you feel me? That was like. My favorite rapper for a while, you know what I mean? Listen, when, when, when you know, when G-Unit was popping, Banks, you know, Banks had it for a minute, man. Banks was supposed to be the, the next one up, man. Banks was kind of like, kind of reminds me how Jay-Z said about Man Fleet, man. He was always one hit away, but he never... Yeah. My, my, my nigga too much of an introvert, man. Yeah, he never... He too much of an introvert. He never quite uh, got to those places that I that we as fans thought that he would get to, you know. Uh, Fifty actually spoken about this in interviews that he he just he was just so laid back, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he, you know, he just never really took the reins like he was supposed to. But you know, he definitely was dope sauce. Right, <laughs> right, right. Now I, I remember, yeah, yeah, I, I remember the 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 Hoop Kid mixtapes and the G Unit mixtapes and, and all like that. Okay, yeah, G Unit, yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, that was a great era for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? That, that was definitely a great era for hip hop. So, all right. So you got inspired by the you got inspired by Mace and Diddy. Uh, Get Richard Die Trying was one was with the first joint that you brought. So, when did you actually start make? Well, not even when you start making music. When did you come to that realization? Was like, all right, this is something that I want to do. Um. My cousin, H and H Zeke, you feel me? H and H H and H Zeke. Oh Zeke Zeke. Okay. Yeah. He his name was Dread at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, down regardless of anybody's doubts. 
Say that one more time. Down regardless of everybody's doubts. Okay. That's okay. What, that's the, that's what dread stand for. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. So um, he um. That, that's why, like you know, my name Dre Street Streets. The streets in my name stand for um, seeing the real exit, embracing the zoo. Mm. You feel me? So um, when I really got into it is because you know that's like growing up, we wasn't always around each other, but once we became um, teenagers and stuff, like we got real cool and we started kicking around and like you know his big brother rapped, so he rapped and stuff. So it was just like you know, and I've I, I was already. Like had some little, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like the whole little beef thing, like I was telling you in school, the rap battles, the little rap battles and stuff like that. Right, so it was right. just like you know, I'm about to do this. Okay. So I remember I started me off as a battle rapper. Yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. just just like you know, what I mean, writing against other people and stuff and stuff. Not necessarily we stand in front of each other rap battling like that. We rap battling on on tracks. We dissing each other back and forth. Oh, okay, okay. I do like <laughs> that. So what y'all recorded like on the tapes and then like what y'all sent it back and forth? Or yeah, how, we, how did that go? We had a homeboy named Crop. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Um, and he had a studio when we was young and stuff. So we used to all go to Crack House mm-hmm. and just drop our songs. We was all part of a whole conglomerate. You feel me? <laughs> so they, they dropping their songs. You know, they talking stuff, you know. They dropping songs on me. Remember, I used to, um, I used to get, I used to get throwbacks from Korea, and I used to be selling them, okay. like in school and stuff like okay. that. So, okay, okay, yeah, throwbacks. My money. Throwback era. <laughs> so I used to get them because my aunt was in the, um, in the military, so okay. I used to get them from over in Korea back then. So mm-hmm. you know, you know, people they used to try to hate on me, like throw those, throw that inside of, like bars and stuff, try to say my stuff was fake, mm. this, that, and the third, you this, that, yeah. So it was just like. <laughs> It was just funny. So we used to go back and forth on tracks going in like that. Right, so, right, right. And then, right. you know, um, just in the neighborhood, we start building up. People start understanding what was going on. But my cousin, like I said, he had he had the buzz. And I was just, you know, following the leader, like mm-hmm. seeing what he was doing and, you know, developing my own skills and talent. Because it, it was a time in our life when our voices sounded a, real, a whole bunch of like. You feel me? Mm, mm. So it was just like by our voices sounding so much alike, I had to come up with like my own type style because right. I ain't I ain't want to be up under my cousin wing that long. You right, feel me? Right, right. So you know, did you did you who did you uh, format your flow from? You know, what I'm saying like you said that you know Mace was the first person that you understood. You know. He was battle rapping, you know, to get Richard Dodge trying that era. So, like, did you format your flow after anybody? Um, see, my thing was is not to is to stand on my own. So mm. my thing was to like create my own stuff because everybody from where I was from, mm-hmm. we all none of us had the same flow. Okay. Okay. We all okay. if even if they were similar, they was totally different. Like you know, right. my homie um, stacks. Uh, my nigga, he locked up right now, but him and Smurf, they used to be going so crazy, and like them was like, like they was in the same group as us. Mm-hmm. But they had their own group with inside of a group, mm-hmm. so you know, like they was super dope. They inspired me a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it's. I mean, that's dope because most people start off with the kind of end up. Uh, you know, copying somebody's flow and then they eventually end up 
you know, breaking out into their own. So that's dope that you, you know, you already started out and you wanted to stand out on your own from from the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so, 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 uh, let me see. So, gee, what, gosh, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to think back. Get Rich or Die Trying, this was like 2000, um, like four, three, something like that. Yeah, this is like 2004 or something like that. Yeah, 2004, mm-hmm. 2000, and 2005. Uh, uh-huh. Did you did you have any did you have any other influences from around that area? Because that was a great time in in, in, in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? G Unit was, was was super popping. Uh, I mean, when oh, G of course. when G Unit came, I mean when Fifty came through, like. Of course, before before fit my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you good. It, good. I was just, it made me it made me remember, and I didn't want to forget. No, nah, go ahead. Um, the locks like kiss kiss like that was my guy. Like you feel me? I um like if anybody at that time, I would say any mimics or anything at that time. Mm-hmm. Now that you say going back, it would be kiss. But and but my favorite rapper before all of that, it was like Styles P. Mm. You feel me? So it's just like Shots, I. You feel me? I, I I like I rocked with all of that. So right, you know right. what I mean. And then you know Dipset era and stuff. You know we we you see like that's why we like the samples and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Uh, shout out to Locks. Um, we're from the, not from exactly the same area, but uh, Yonkers is not too far from from Greenberg. What's now? You know, shout out to the nine four. Um, that's wow. That's dope to know that their music was, you know, influencing all different parts of of, of everywhere. Because I ain't gonna hold you. You know, being from New York, we um we're a bit, you know, we support our own. Not saying that we don't listen to, we didn't listen to other artists, but like, you know, you from New York. You listen to people from New York. <laughs> that, that, that's just how we was, yo. Like straight up, like that. That's how we was, yo. You from New York? We listen to people uh, from New York. It was hard during, especially during that time. If you're from outside of New York, yeah, it, it was very hard to get love. <laughs> if you're not from even 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 within that, like you know the, you know like the locks and the locks. They was from Yonkers that they really had to, uh, to to come up, so they had to go out to the city to um, you know, working with Diddy and all that. You know, Diddy always says he's from, you know, Diddy always from Harlem, but Diddy's from Mount Vernon, which is right next to Yonkers, which is in Westchester, which is outside the city. So um, you know. The the throne has never been outside the city. You know what I'm saying? As much as I love the locks and all on the the throne never went outside of the Bronx. So the Bronx is right here and Westchester is right here. The Bronx, you know, the throne never went up further north. So it was just dope to hear that um that music just spread across everybody yeah. and it, and it influenced the, uh everybody the same way. See in Cincinnati is it's crazy because, you know, was ever hot Mm-hmm. You, you, we, I'm from the Midwest, mm-hmm. so you know we get music from everywhere. Again, from everywhere. We right, influence right, right. from all genres, 
from everywhere. Like mm-hmm. anything that was popping out in Cali, mm-hmm. anything that was popping when down south started going crazy, mm-hmm. Cincinnati embraces. Cincinnati embraces everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody music, but they own. <laughs> wow, it's the reverse New York. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it it be it be different. That's why like you go to Cincinnati and everybody sound different mm. because our influences come from everywhere. Mm. Like no two artists in Cincinnati are alike unless they in the same clique. Right. You know what right. I mean. So you know what I mean. Even regional, like because Cincinnati is is broken up into hoods for real. Mm-hmm. Like you know like. Was it was it was it uh, gang banging out in Cincinnati? Um, it's some it's some people who gang bang, but like like it's not a uh heavy. I definitely say it's sprinkled out there. Right, right. But right. I ain't gonna be like, oh yeah, this this gang capital feel like nah, right, nah, right, ain't right, nothing right. like that. You feel me? But it, it's definitely people out there who got major gang ties type shit. Okay, okay. That's uh okay. That's interesting. Um, so when so, at what point we t- we touched on it a little bit earlier. When did you start to um you know spread your wings and when did you head to Atlanta? What what year specifically did you head to Atlanta? Um, two thousand ten. Two thousand and ten. I'm just trying to juxtapose this with hip hop and see what was going on in hip hop during that time. Mm-hmm. Man, two thousand and ten. Uh. It's like Roscoe Dash, Travis Porter. Yeah, this is this is really when the South starts to. Um, I might be I might be off my timeline. I'm I'm just trying to think. Um, all right, so like two thousand and like nine, is like I remember fifty and Kanye went at it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like sort of really the the the, the decline of gangster rap. Because Kanye ended up coming out being the victim on that, which was just another nine eleven ritual. Um, those those two being like twin towers rap at the time. You know, we were just watching the Kanye the Drink Champ interview. Um, Kanye being more like the backpack, the intellectual rapper, and Fifty being the street dude. But Kanye won that. You know what I'm saying? Kanye won that battle. Uh, it wasn't even a battle, but like as far as like you know what they were trying to do with the marketing and the record sales and all that, Kanye ended up outselling Fifty. Did that because that kind of shifted hip hop when that happened? You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, like that was the the decline of gangster rap. Um, after that, you had to be like a a combination. Like you had to be like a backpack rap. Like if you wanted to be a gangster rapper, you had to be a gangster rapper and like a backpack rapper. Like that was kind of like the breeding. Like that I was like when Lil Wayne really started to come like into his own because like he was a gangster rapper but he also wrote a skateboard. He was a gangster rapper but he also had some backpack in him. So did that I say all that, did that end up influencing your music, the, the decline of the, the decline of gangster rap? Did that end up changing your music in any kind of way? Um I will say it it probably did at that time. Um cuz I was always like um just trying to learn. I always was trying to be like a student of music. So right, as right. music changed, I changed. Mm-hmm. It was like I never got like to the point where you know like you get stuck in a certain era and then everything else after it you 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 don't see it no more because you're so stuck in the era. Right, like, right, right. I, I evolved with the times. Like even to, even now to this day, it's like I'm not 
even like the music that I make now mm-hmm. is probably a lot a lot more um introspective, probably a lot more conscious growing up as a yeah. up as a man yeah. you know different environments life life has happened, yeah, for sure, so it's just like you know um with that being said did you know, during this time, two thousand ten. You know, you moved. You you left home and you you moved to Atlanta. Did, did, how did Atlanta end up influencing your music? Because you know, you you change environments. Yeah. Change cities. How how did that end up influencing your music? Um, I stopped writing. I got tired of um, because it was like it was before I left. Um, you know, at that time, you know, remember everybody was talking about like how Jay Z was. As far as, like, how he recorded in the studio. Mm. As far as, like, him not writing and stuff like that. So, um, before I left Cincinnati, I had trained myself to actually um, not write and make rhymes up in my head. Mm. And you know what I mean? So, when I actually got down there, um, it was this, this dude and his brother. They used to have a, a, a studio and stuff. But his brother ain't really used it. So, um, I used to have little weed I was selling in college and I traded him some weed for the studio mm. and um, I hated it at our spot and, and every day you know um, my homeboy from Memphis he had he was staying there then it was me and my brother and mm-hmm. then I had my cousin and my other nigga Trent so we always in the same like little dorm and shit like, right. so every day we waking up we waking up to somebody else that made some music mm. and then you know all of everybody else who went to our little school we um we had them coming over and recording and stuff. So we had a lot of different things going on. It was like, our, we was like the popping kids. Like, mm. you know, everybody wanted to be at our spot. Right. We had everything. We had the studio. We had the where'd, you, where'd you go to school at? And when I came down here, it was just like a little, our brand's on, like, um, what's that stuff called? Um, AIU. Okay, okay. So they, they brought us. The to, Art Institute? It's right next to the Art Institute. Okay, okay. You feel me? It's American Intercontinental University. Okay, okay, okay. So I went there and um it was just like the environment that they were created because they gave us like we we college kids instead of being in the actual dorms where somebody can actually monitor mm-hmm. and see what's going on, it, we were in apartments. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So we you know what I mean, just out there doing our own thing. Like we had free reign and stuff. It got to the point where everybody wanted to move where we was at. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So um, I mean at this point, you've been doing music for a little minute. I mean, where did you record a mixtape at this time? Was it what was what was your first what was your first experience like with like um I mean you had been in the studio at this time, but like had you start releasing beside like outside of like the battle rap stuff? Had you have you started releasing music? Um, I had. Like, as far as that time, it wasn't, like, you know, Spotify and stuff like that. But right, we had music right. that we made, and, like, mm-hmm. people in the colleges used to hear them and stuff like that. So you pump, you pass them, like, like, on CDs and stuff like that. We, we had, yeah, we definitely had CDs. Shout um, out to the CD era, man. Yeah, for sure. Like, I definitely <laughs> had my, my era out there um, grinding CDs and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Also, right. Um, at that time, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of different things going on because, like, our... Um, our next door neighbor I happened to be the role manager for um um remember my lodge um ain't tricking if you got it and you know that shit that T Pain ended up doing too I think I think I know I don't want to say for sure I think I, it sounds familiar that, that. 
I think I, I remember. T, I remember T.I. doing... Like, yeah, they, he, they were supposed to sign with T.I., B-Boy and B-Town. Oh. And, and they was Milaj. Okay, you okay, okay. They from, um, they from down here. They from Atlanta. Yeah, come but T.I. doing a song. Um, it's an act song. Dad, Patron, you can they, do whatever you like. Yeah, nah, not that song, but it was another song like in that same category. It was like, okay, it's okay. called Ain't Trickin' If You Got It. Whenever you get a chance, let's see. You can be like, oh, dang, I remember that song. Yeah, but we... Um, we we start kicking it with them and like you mm-hmm. know um, they took us on the road with them one time we went to Milwaukee with them and got the whole experience like walking through the club got fans grabbing on us and stuff like that like you know what I mean so we didn't been around to like see like you know what I mean we was around in that area like you know at the time when like Fox a Million and them was out and we was like mm-hmm. in the same hotel mm-hmm. with them and like um, uh, Brick Squad and all them people we was I ain't gonna say we was a, like with them and stuff, we at the right. same hotel right. just because of the affiliation with them. Right, 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 right. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Do you remember your first mixtape? Yeah, um, my first mixtape it was with my brother, my little brother Mo Glenn, um, and um, my little cousin and um, little homie work. The name of the mixtape was called uh, Rec Team. Mm. Um, that was the first mixtape. It was like they had put together a team, and I was just like affiliated because I was already doing my own thing. And that was right. my brother team. Right, right. That was right, the actual right. um, mixtape that we first came out. But the first actual CD that I was on was mm-hmm. my cousin Dred's CD. Mm. He came out, mm. so I was like, I had music out, you know what I mean, around and stuff. And then me and my brother, we came out with our official tape, and we made our group. When I like like separated from my cousin, start doing my own thing. I brought my brother in, and we came up with a group called Gray A. That's what this tattoo on my hand stands for. So okay, gifted, great. real like individuals, dedicated always. Mm, great so, A. Okay, yeah, so, shout so, out to them. <clears throat> yeah, straight up. Smoke the narrow, mold money, hard work, evolution. <laughs> you, know, you, feel all of them, you know what I mean? That's still my squad. You feel me? Right, right, right. So, um, so what at this point? What, what, what year is this at this point? At this point, I think that that year when we did that, it could have been right before I left. So it's like uh, 2009, 2008 or something like that. Okay, okay. You feel me? Um, so when I got down there, um, when we first got down here, we ended up putting together a group mm-hmm. with the name of our, our, our door number was 8105. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that was our group when, when we was in college. Mm-hmm. You feel me with my homie from Memphis, and then um, my brother, and then you know my my um, my, my cousin and then, uh, my other nigga from my hood. Mm-hmm. We was just doing our thing, and like um, we used to go out to like um, out to Snailville, and we used to perform because my um, my homie he used to promote at um, this place called the Volt Lounge. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So he used to go out there, and then my homie who do the um, who was in the group with us, he used to do tattoos. So he used to set up his tattoo stuff out there. Mm. He used to go out there and kick it and shit like that. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. So at this point, you had mentioned it for you had mentioned it before, but um, you had had a child at this point. Yeah. Um, you had a little girl. Mm-hmm. So how did how did having a child especially a little girl uh, how did that affect your music 
Oh, it 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 affect um like the things that I want to hear like you know um, I wanted them to hear, but at that time I was too immature to actually like incorporate it into my music at that point. Mm. So it just it was just a struggle over over time to actually. Remember back when I told you when my uncle was telling me to put a message in my my music. Mm-hmm. Since then, I had been working on trying to do it because there was a lot of things that was going on, like um, the death of my brother and stuff. Things that I couldn't talk about in my music that I really wanted to, mm-hmm. and things that I was going on, like you know what I mean, that it was hard for me to talk about. So like, right. just by me continue to create, it just like you know helped me get into the point of like, okay, this this is the level that I'm on right now. Right. You know what I mean? Just by always like you know before i ever started rapping i used to write poetry mm-hmm. so it was just like i used to use those different type of rhyme schemes and like you know like my favorite poet um, was um emily dickinson okay because she was Shout like out to emily dickinson because she's like the one who kind of developed that that slant rhyme like what's slant rhyme slant rhyme it's like a half rhyme it's like when you rhyme vowel sounds can you give me an example okay like um I do it so much in my music. Um, it's so hard for me to give an example right now. I'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> feel me? But okay. um, I, I know I do it a lot in my music. You just like, just rhyming vowel sounds. Like if it's a O, you going, if, if that vowel sounds like O, mm-hmm. you're going to rhyme another word that says O. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to rhyme the vowels instead of rhyming the last word. You're going to rhyme the middle of it. So this was kind of a half rhyme. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of that style of of rhyming before. Yeah, yeah. When you think of something, please, uh, please come back, come back to 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 a little verse that you did. It ain't got to be the whole verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because a lot of my stuff is like that because it was just like that's how that's where I developed like like my poetry style. What is that called again? Slant rhyme or half rhyme. rhyme. Like so at the at the at that time when she when she, you know when she was uh, when she was coming up mm-hmm. and she was doing her stuff she was always be by herself and stuff and she wrote a lot about love and her love losses and yeah. things like that and um, um um she used to send out her poetry to like the top poets at that time and one of the poets had sent her back and was basically saying that it was good but it was like a little bit underdeveloped and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you know she ain't really like sent out too much she just wrote about her life and her lost loves and stuff like that. And then after she passed, um, she was a very solid. She was a very to herself person. Mm-hmm. When she when she passed, I guess her sister and them came through and they found all her poetries and they got it published. And she became one of the biggest poets of that time. Wow. Even regardless of the people who were the biggest poets at that time, saying that her style was undeveloped. Wow. You feel me? So that's why I kind of like fuck with her because she was like an underdog. But right. the only fucked up thing is she didn't get to reap her benefits while she was alive. Right, you feel me? Right, right. And she used to make like some of her, a lot of her, um, her poetry was like real short, but what, to the point. What's her name again? Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. Say her name. Yeah. Emily Dickinson. Shout out to Emily Dickinson. <laughs> uh, rest and rest in power. Her. She ain't started a whole genre and all that. She that she never physically had the chance to uh, see. So. Shout out to the fact that um that she did that. Um, we're actually watching one of your videos right now. Where was this video shot at? Um, downtown Cincinnati at Gateway Apartments. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
a young Drake Streets even before the dreads. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I just, this is the start of the locks. I even said, fuck this for I'm about to lock up in this song. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, I mean, at this point in your journey, you've been doing music for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've been, you've been taking it serious. You got your daughter. You're starting to... Um, one thing I thought is really cool about this is that you uh, you always had, like, your own style. I mean, you influence. We were all influenced by other artists, but you stay true to having your own style and and things like that when do you feel like uh when do you feel like you got so i'll give you i'll give you an example so for some context i've been doing a richard moon show for at this point a, a year and a half i didn't feel like it was really until the end of november coming into december that i was like i know what i'm doing I got this. Like, uh, I know how to format an interview. I know how to pull the things out of people that I want to. When do you feel like you actually got it as a, as an MC, as a rapper? When did you like, like, damn, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I got this. This is um, developing, um, just being in college and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the lack of us, like, you know capitalizing on certain opportunities by you being inside of a group and you got to do a group thing. You feel me? You know, a lot of that stuff propelled, I mean, not propelled, but, um, like, I mean, sidetracked you and, like, slowed you, slowed me down as far as, um, like, actually, like, taking it a little bit more serious and, like, actually getting my stuff out there and mm-hmm. doing what I want to do. But in college, it's definitely when, remember I told you when I got to college, I stopped writing. I was so used to just writing. I just let myself free up and everything was off the top. Mm-hmm. Just making it like that, and as I was like, just formulating like different type of flows mm-hmm. and um, formulating different type of like music and stuff. It was like I felt like no matter what type of song it was, I could I could do it. Any person mm-hmm. um, who I came in contact with, if I knew a little bit about you, I could write mm-hmm. from your point of view. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's when I knew that I could really do it. But it was just like you know different things happen to you in this world where, like, you know, it slow you up, like, other than just that, you know, because I got three other kids other than that first daughter I was telling about. Right, You feel right, me? So, right. you know, me getting in, it seemed like every time I was trying to build myself up, I got into a relationship and I took the relationship serious and mm-hmm. out comes this, another person, mm-hmm. and, you know, things slow down, you know, you know, a lot of different things happen, you know, so right. um, now I'm in a, a, at a place where it's like, you know, I, I, I understand that focus and just staying consistent with what you do will, will pay off. Right. And so it's like I can't keep Fox. being too spotty with what I'm trying to do. Like consistency Fox. is the key. Consistency is definitely the key. That's how you develop it. That's how you really... uh. So you end up bringing the power, you know what I'm saying? By keep, by keep doing it, because then you let the universe know, you command the universe to, uh, you know, bend to your will to narrate. So you 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 brought up the fact that that you stopped writing and you started developing the your rhymes in your head. Is that something? Is that a format you still use, or did you go back to writing? 
I do both now. Like mm. it's just whatever feels comfortable. Mm. So um, it just all depends. Like if I'm if I'm with a group of people, I'm not writing. It's I'm not doing that. If I'm by myself, I'm gonna write. Mm. It just all depends. If if I'm by myself, and I have a studio, I'm not gonna write. If I got if I'm the one controlling, if I'm the one who recording, mm-hmm. I'm not writing. Mm. But if I just if I'm just listening to a beat and I'm by myself, majority of the time I'm gonna write to it. Right. So it just all depends. Like, you know, like my last project I released, it, it's all love until it ain't. It's probably like two songs on there that I didn't write at all. Like, you feel me? But the rest of those, I actually sat down and wrote, and it was just like I wrote that. Um, in while I was in a relationship, these were songs that like. Um, that helped me cope with what I was going through. Right. You feel me? Right, 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 right. I mean, you know, it's a sad thing, but, you know, even when we, when we look at the the origin of rhythm and blues, the reason why those songs hit so hard and the reason why you can feel it is because those artists were actually going through that heartbreak during that time they were going through whatever they were going through and just transmuting that energy and putting it into the music and it sounds like that's what you were doing you were just taking what was going on in your life and taking that energy and passing it through your yeah. music maybe hopefully I can make a, new, a, 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 a rap blues genre or something like right, right, right contemporary blues I don't know what Whatever type of blues, like you know what I mean. But I, now that you say it, this this that last album is definitely the blues. Mm, what, was, <laughs> what was the last album called? It's all love until it ain't. So okay, well we was listen, we was listening to some of those. Uh, we were listening to some of that. That's some of the music that I was that I was playing on this. Um, when did you release that? Um, this year, um, March fifth, twenty twenty one. Okay, so March fifth, twenty twenty one. All right, I like that. Like like time stamps, so we can. So everybody can follow the story. So March 5th, 2021. We're going to leave that right there for a second. Take me back to March 2019 when um when when COVID first happened. What was going on in your life during that? What was what was what was music like for you during that time? That's when I was creating this. Mm. Like I was telling you, it was like um what was going on is I was in a, a, an extremely toxic relationship mm-hmm. and I um, like I say I was writing music to cope with what I was going through mm-hmm. because you know I, I, I'm, I'm a type of person who really don't talk about what I'm going through and sometimes I don't even know how to tell you what I'm going through mm-hmm. it's like I, I write myself out of my situations right you feel me so um Throughout that, it was just a whole collection. It was like, at the time when I was making it, mm-hmm. I had other music that I was making too, but all these songs, I kept them in a the tuck because it was so personal to me. I really didn't want nobody to hear them. I was, I was only listening to them. Mm. But, you know, once I kind of got released of that situation and like, um, 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 what was it? Is that, um, I think, February... Mm-hmm. Um, some some crazy stuff happened in a relationship, and I I wasn't around, so it was just like you know, at that time I knew that it was like now all this music that I've been making, mm-hmm. I had a use for it, right? Because it kind of feel weird when you kind of still in a relationship trying to drop the music that was helping you cope through the bullshit that you was going through, mm-hmm. because it brings up it brings up the situations again. Right. It's like um, 
tearing a band-aid or ripping off a scab. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know what? I'm going to protect myself at this point. Right, right. Me and my energy. Tuck for right now. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you, but you ended up, you know, taking that, like I said earlier, and transmuting that energy and ended up putting it into the music, which is, which is dope. Um, um, uh, Cruel, cruel, cold world. When was it? Was this before? Yeah. The, 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 this is this was before. Um, uh, um, it's all over to it, ain't. Yeah. Yeah. This cruel, cold world. Um, it's it's, it's funny. Cruel, cold world. Uh, was an album that I had been working on when I got down here after um the whole college era and stuff. And I started working on. All right, I had went back to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, for like a year or two, and I just like um start going to the studio, and I like just was just like a resurgence of energy, and I just went back in there and started doing a lot of different like stuff, and like all the people from my my neighborhood, I brought it together because it was like crew cold world CCW. Mm-hmm. CCW came from my homeboy Shushan, one of my inspirations. I told you earlier, he okay. had a song called CCW. Okay. But he was he was talking about obviously a, a gun. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying a concealed weapon. Right. So I just used that and I flipped it into something else that I can use for myself because I like this song so mm-hmm. much and I made it cruel, cold world. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And um, um, I had had my uh, my album for. Um, for a little bit and I wanted to um, come out with it but I had the thought of it but while I was down here before I went back to Cincinnati um, I had this thought and I'm like dang I couldn't go to the studio Um, it it was a weird time in my life so at that time that's when I came out with my clothes Mm. because um, music wasn't making me money at that time right 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 um, I came up with um, some clothes crew code world and I bought some hats, mm-hmm. and um, I ordered them off a line, um, and I got them, and I um, bought a sewing kit mm-hmm. from the corner store right. on Washington Road. Right, come on uh, <laughs> And I bought some bleach, yeah. and I had some um, some um, mass denim. Mm-hmm. So I started cutting them letters up, sewing them together, and sewing them to the hat and putting cruel on them. Mm-hmm. I went out there to, like, over there, Joseph E. Laurie, MLK, and I started selling them over there and stuff. It was tattoo shops and stuff. Okay. And it was just like I was bubbling from there. And I did that because I named it the same thing. It's because I know my passion is music. Mm-hmm. And I needed to make some money. Right, and right. I a job at that time. So right, I made my right. own job. And I named it my album. So I, I always keep my music in my head. Right, right, right. So you name so you so the, the name of your clothing line at first was CCW. Yeah, it, I mean it's still CCW. It's Crew Cold World Clothing Company. Medicated Thoughts is just a branch off of it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought it was okay, okay. Interesting. This is why we ask questions so we can find it out. Okay, that's dope. Cause we, yeah, well you answered the question without even without me even asking. Cause I was definitely gonna tap into uh, the clothing brand then. And where that, where the origins of that came from. So that's dope. How you just, you know, we just flowed. Yeah. We just flowed into that. I mean, you got some of it on right now. Yeah. And it's dope. Family definitely need to um, check this out. I'm going to definitely um, tap in and give me some of that CCW. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> 
So, alright. So, you're, you're doing CCW, which is going to eventually influence the project that you put out in March of this year. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from trauma from a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is coming from uh, you know life experience. At this point, you know, you got um, four little girls. Yes. You got four little girls at this point, man. Shout out to the babies, man. We got to protect the babies. You know what I'm talking about? Um, you know, the first time I asked you, you only have one little girl. So how does having four young ones, especially girls, man, girls are so precious, you know, not saying that our sons are less important, but we got to be very careful with the way we raise our daughters, the queens of the world, the, the goddesses, you know what I'm talking about? Um, how does that, how does that, in, let's put the music to the side for a minute, how does that affect you as a man? Um, as far as, it, it definitely affects how I like interact with females and stuff because I don't even see them the same. Like how I used to act towards females and stuff, I, like, I think about my kids too, so I'm a lot less aggressive as mm. far as like in my approaches and stuff like that. I'm probably a lot more like chill and relaxed, like you feel me? Um, I'm not going, I ain't pushing down on shit no more. I used to, I used to be pushed down king. Slay, you feel me? Mm. But after a while, you know, once you have little girls, you start thinking the women are a lot different. So it's just like, um, I just, I just like, you know, what I mean, if the vibe right, if we feeling each other, that is what it is. But I'm not, I'm not really pushing down on something that it seems like, you know, how we used to holler, hey, what's going on? Like, they still walk, right. like, nah, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? Ain't none right. of that no more. It's like, mm. I, can't, I don't even feel right doing that no more. Mm. You feel me? Mm. Okay. Understood. That makes sense. Uh, so, tell me about this latest project you just put out. I heard some cuts of it. I think it's dope. Um, you know, I think your latest is always your greatest. You know what I'm saying? So, tell me about some of your, tell me about some of your favorite, uh, some of your favorite tracks off this latest project you just put out. Uh, my um. My favorite track on there is um, actually the last track on there, which was supposed to be the, f- the first track on there. Mm. Like, I, I released my album backwards this time because it's just how it sounded sonically. You feel me? So, if you really want the real story, you, f- you listen to it from back to front. Mm. You feel me? Um, and it's going to tell you because it's like, it's called It's All Love Until It Ain't. But if you listen to it, it sounds like it's, um, it ain't love and then it become love. You feel mm. me? Like, because that's how it ends. Like, mm. So, um, um, the favorite song on there is uh, Preteen. And that's basically a letter to my oldest daughter, basically letting her know what's going on, what's going on with me, what happened between me and your mama, um, the things that I had to go through, what I'm trying to do currently to make the situation better and stuff like that. You know mm. what I mean? It was a very introspective track, like, you know what I mean? Me really, um, me really having to dig deep with inside of myself and figure out different things that I went through and um, actually be able to um, put it into words that hopefully my daughter one day listen to and hear and understands like from my point of view mm. you know what I mean I love that um, before we continue uh, we're going to take a, a short commercial break so we can pay these bills on a Richie Moon show and then we're going to find out some of Dre's favorite verses on there 
Um, we're going to find out uh, exactly why he did it backwards. I think that's a very interesting um, way to, 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 to go about it. So people, it's a story. So um, we're going to be right back and find out exactly why he did it the way he did. And we are back. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, I mean, I think it's really dope that you uh, did the album backwards. I always think it's always dope when artists um, uh, do like a concept for their project. Because, you know, uh, it's a, when, it, when an artist does a project, an album, mixtape, or whatever, I personally think it should, it's, it, it's, it's all the things that have been happening up to your life to that point. So that was a very conscious decision for you to, uh, for you, for you to do it backwards. You know what I'm saying? What was the inspiration behind doing it backwards? Uh, actually, I was medicating my thoughts one day. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, you know, hey, you know, product placement. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was listening to the album before I put it out, and um. I was listening to it in the correct order from like from um, from backwards to front, like how it, not how it's released, but how I originally had the track list set mm-hmm. because it was going in order. It was like a chronological order of how all these things happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was telling like the story, um, telling the whole story as far as the last song preteen, and then it's just going into like the relationship. Like you know this about me. Mm-hmm. And then you put me through all the rest of these things that I'm telling you in the music. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And then the middle part of that is, you know, remember during the time when um, police was going wild, killing people. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a song on there called um, Take Change. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, things that was going on at the time. It was just like, all right, let me take a break from this album. And talk about what's going on on the outside instead of always dealing with what's going on on the inside. Right. Let's think about how it's all love and it ain't on the outside. Right. So I started right. talking about worldly issues. Mm-hmm. Then I got right back into my issues because the next song is Trust. Mm. It's telling about, you know, the part of the, the relationship between me and my baby moms and how I kept coming back. Right. Even though I knew it wasn't right, right, you know I mean? right, right, and then right. the end result is just having a kid, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we got, I got into that. So um, um, listening to it this way, um, from that way to that way, it kind of was, it was too sad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just coming from that angle, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I wanted to try mm-hmm. a new angle so it can build you up to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Build you up to the feeling of everything. So I gave them the songs at the end. The songs at the end were more, um, um, I ain't gonna say more cold, but it was more like, you know, um, it's gonna hit you, it's gonna prepare you to hear the stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what are some of your favorite? What are some of your favorite, um, some of your favorite songs from? It? If you had to choose uh, your your top three, what are your what are, what are your top three favorite songs from the project? It's the um, the last three, um, mm. um, preteen, you, and see the sun. 
preteen seems like when you said the preteen was a was a letter to your daughter. What is uh what is you about? You is about um you know, um you remember how you asked me earlier about like how has um having kids changed my music? Yeah. So in that song, um you is basically um a song to help my kids remember that um that you don't need validation from anybody else. Like mm. you everything that you need right now in this world. You feel me? Facts. Um the the um the, the actual hook on there say, um, everything you looking for in you, I'll never let them validate with you. Mm. Love you want you know it start with you. Mm. You everything I always want from you. Mm. So, um that was to them. But then it got into the um the verses and I start talking about women in general. Mm-hmm. You feel me? As far as um, a lot of different things that go on, um, you know what I mean? Just just not living through validation and learning to love yourself, regardless of whatever your shape, your size, your um, your hair texture, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just letting letting them know, like you know, I don't know how my daughter's gonna look when they get older. So for any shape or size, I made this. You feel know I me? Mean? So it's just like, you know, I let them know I love that. I love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was mm-hmm. you. And then see the sun. Mm-hmm. And remember going back to um, one of my favorite rappers, 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw uh, 21 Questions. Mm-hmm. So um, remember uh, on like the second second part when he say, uh, if I fell off tomorrow, would you still, still love me? me? If I ain't smell so good, would you still yeah, hug me? me? If I got locked up, then I switched it up. Is it over and done, baby? Would you pop up so you can see the sun with me? Mm. Mm. So, so it was just like, you know, just, just it's just a, a letter. It's like 2020. It's like um, a 2021 version of um, 21 questions okay. with a female feature. Okay. What's your favorite verse from, uh, from it, ain't, it Ain't Love? It's, it's, it's uh say the project one more it's time. It's all love until it ain't. It's all love until it ain't. What's your favorite verse from It's All Love Till It Ain't? Um hmm. Favorite verse? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Well, technically, uh Preteen was just a long ass verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I I love everything on it's all love until it ain't. Like I love all the verses because it is like it's so personal to me that I didn't even want to release the project. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know mm-hmm. um, I love it all because it's it, it's like you know like if you listen to my music you will have a more um, especially my newer music you have a, a, a window into window into the soul for sure yeah definitely uh we were listening to we had it on before we started the interview which um and i really did enjoy uh um the music that i heard um it was also a uh, shout out to sunny sky waters <clears throat> um we uh you know you put you performed at the at the at the sipping paint that we was at Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tribe was that was that something that was on the new 
that was that was on the new record or something that hasn't been released yet? It, it hasn't been released. It releases on um, the 24th of uh, December. Okay, okay. You know, um, so that, that song called um, 2022 Energy. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, it just reminds me to, like, in this new year, it's not about waiting for people. I'm, I'm so used to waiting for people. Right. And, like, you know what I mean? So it reminds me to stay up, stay on my purpose and um and, and go forward. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, got, it got a couple raunchy lyrics in this song. A little raunchy. You know what I mean? A little bit, but if you if you okay. really listen to the full message of the song, it's basically telling us to um to like as as men like stay on your purpose and um focus on um focus on yourself, focus on what it is that you're trying to do. And it gets it builds up your revenue for you and your family and whatever it is that you're trying to do in life, you know what I mean? It's just an anthem of like, you know, just feel good, like, you know, you just remind yourself, don't wait. Ain't, 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 ain't time wait for nobody. Mm-hmm. This is very true. Um, if you ever need any inspiration uh, to stop procrastinating, one day you'll wake up dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, shit. That's, I mean, you know, there ain't no subtle way to put it. One day you'll wake up dead. Mm-hmm. And that will be it. Then you have to sit back and look back like, damn, I didn't even do this. I didn't do that. I ain't. Well, you had all the time. You had the same 24 hours, the same sun, moves, same sun, moon, and stars that everybody else did. But, you know, you laid in bed, decided that the third, you can do it tomorrow until you don't. Um, I think that's dope. Uh, you know, I haven't heard your past projects. But I know some of the cuts that I've heard from um, Soul Love to Lane. I think it. I think it's dope. I like what I heard, and you know, I just listen. <laughs> listen. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you got that New York shit in you, man. I know. Right. I ain't gonna. <laughs> listen. I ain't gonna tell you I like it if I, if I don't like it. I would be. Str- I wouldn't have interviewed you if yeah. I didn't like you yeah. straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Um, because I've had other artists that wanted to be on the show, and it's like I heard the music, and it's like, mm. maybe not. Right. Straight up. <laughs> I, I don't even. No, I straight up like, nah, I'm good. I <laughs> straight up. I straight up say that like, nah, I'm good. I, thank you, but. You know, certain, um, very particular and specific about the artists that I have on my show. If I don't fuck with your shit, then I'm not gonna have you on the show straight up. Um, you know, straight up. <laughs> so there that goes. Uh, but to um, so all right, I'll ask you that at the end. Um, how did you end up to switch to switch gears a bit? How did you um? How did you end up linking up with Sabrina and Devon Tribe? Uh, good question. Um, you know, I'm always in the community and um, um, in the West End. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, being that I was at the um the Nature Preserve on um on Cascade when I met Sky. And, okay. Um, I had my daughter. I had my youngest daughter with me and. Um, okay. Okay. Um, 
she took a, like a real life into it, like she like lightweight kidnapped her and like ran into the woods with her and stuff. And she, she ran with her. It's not like this guy would. No, like no, I'm, I'm no. The the crazy thing is my daughter kidnapped her. Oh, your daughter kidnapped. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> nah, it was so cool. So she ran with her. They had fun. It was like, she was like, it was like on the same type vibe. So it was dope. So we just, we just kind of just, um, was chilling. We was talking. And it was like, um, it was another homie over there. My, my homeboy, Meek. And, um, we were just talking about different things. We were talking about like, um, like, um, uh, the Black Panthers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. thinking about like, um, I was talking about this initiative as far as like this um this growing initiative as far as um um doing things at um like uh, people houses at, um, you know just for real building up this community I don't really want to go too many details as far as exactly what the conversation was but it, right. we get kind of got deep with it and um, mm-hmm. they had had um, a solve coming up um and through that conversation I was um invited. Um, from there, I went there, uh, I met everyone, and, um, mm-hmm. from there, we just kept st- staying lengthy, and, and, you know, just by me, um, being around, and actually, like, you know, um, contributing my energy, and right. stuff like that, and us continuing to build, and seeing what I have, um, what we have to offer each other, and how we can build community, and, and stuff like that. Um, from from there, um, you know, we were we were working with each other. And we seen like all like minded, especially um, that uh, that weekend at Awoken and stuff. Yeah, we kind of already really tapped in and stuff. And since then, I've been rocking. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, shout out to Devon Tribe. Shout out to Sabrina. Shout out to Sunny Skywalkers. Shout out to Crystal. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you know Raven. Uh, you no, know, but everybody's part of the, you know, Divine Tribe. Um, it's, a, it's a movement. It's dope. I got something personally. I was looking for people that was like-minded individuals that just wanted to come together and create something bigger than themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's been a vibe ever since I met you. Yeah, I strong man. Um, you can't pick me up from the airport. And then it was just... You know what I'm saying? We were just, it was on from there. Oh, you know? yeah, man. It's all love, man. It's you all know, love. Should, should we, should we seen, yo, man, for real family, yo, we seen, um, we seen. It was like a screenshot. It was a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, bro. You knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yo, I didn't even to describe it. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Screenshot, man. What, <laughs> right? Like, the fuck you talking about? Like, the fuck, boy? Like, that was crazy. Like, like, I, I wonder who else that. seen it because it was nuts. Like, it was like, like yo, somebody else somewhere is talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Kanye said, What the fuck, boy? What you talking about? Yeah, nah, real life. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that shit was, was wicked, family. Um, it was a lot of different energy going on. Man, it was a lot of different energy going on, <laughs> man. It was, it was a lot going on that strong yeah. end, man. It was good guy. <laughs> uh, shout out to Walking Fast. Oh, it's going to be dope when we do it in 2022. It's, it's going to be... Um, 
It's going to be a thing. It's going to be an annual thing. It's going to grow. It's going to strive. It's going to be bigger, stronger, more powerful, uh, straight elite type of uh, energy. Um, with that being said, uh, let me ask you a question. I've been asking you questions for the last hour and a half. but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me ask you a question to shift gears a little. Um... How can men show up better for women? Um, just um, actually being their friends first and actually understanding them, you know, from a, um, from a friendship standpoint so you can understand what's going on with them mentally. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? A lot of us, we, 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 we jump into stuff. Right. You know, uh, we don't really get to know people. And then as we go along, we put ourselves in these type of situations. Um, when we you, you, people start taking off masks and people don't start, we, we you don't like them and then and now you already kind of committed to this this relationship, right? But it's up uh, under false pretenses. <laughs> you feel me? So um, we 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 all need to do that. We really need to like figure each other out and understand what it is that we want from each other instead of assuming these things like assumption what, 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 what assumption is going to do you feel me so it's going to really like you know what I mean that fuck us up so as long as um, we know each other and you know know what we expect from each other we'll know how to move mm-hmm. with each other you know what I mean that's right how can how can um women show up better for men? Um, basically the same thing with just like um, realize a man is a person too. Mm. <laughs> you feel me? That part. <laughs> Flat out like you know we 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 all are humans so mm-hmm. we all we all we all have emotions but mm-hmm. we just had them different. We express them different. That part. So it's just like when we realize that we just not like no motherfucking uh, we solid, but we not just a a piece of metal Her. that can just bend forms and do different things. You mm-hmm. feel me? We a person just like you, right? You feel me? So um, we just just like the same thing I said about how women can show up for men. Like you feel me? The same mm-hmm. thing I say for one, I say for the other because you know. We are people at the end of the day. So when we look at each other as people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can probably make better decisions instead of like, oh, you this. Like, you know, we get in a relationship with people. People put labels on each other. Now you see them as this. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you treat them accordingly. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So the thing is to actually, going back to what I said at the beginning, mm-hmm know each other because mm. if I know you I know what upsets you so why would I continue to perpetuate that situation mm. you feel me of course we gotta deal with it we're not sweeping nothing up under the rug but right, right, right. there's better ways to, to go about it like a lot of people get up under the false thought that if you argue you care and it's not that at all like and yeah I used to think that as well <laughs> So it's just like that's that's how I feel. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's... Oof. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I had a point. Damn. <laughs> damn. I, damn. Ooh. Gosh, trauma. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> Me back for a second. <laughs> I mean, rip off your sore, my G. Nah, it's all good, yo. It's all good, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> My soundboard, man. I definitely hit the soundboard on that one, man. Yeah, just because you don't argue. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Good God. Oh, man. I felt attacked. <laughs> oh, I felt attacked. Quit <laughs> playing. So, like, you know what I mean? Oh, this was man. definitely dope. I'm glad you asked the questions you asked, man. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, man. We gotta, um, we gotta express ourselves. We gotta, we gotta get our thoughts out, man. I mean, you already getting your thoughts. You've been getting your thoughts out for years with, uh, with, the, with the music. Um, you know, I commend you for, for sticking to it, for, for progressing, for getting better, for, for being a father, for being a man. For being part of the Divine Tribe, it's been a vibe since I since 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 since, since I first met you, man. Um, I appreciate you for being you. Um, much like Nori says on Drink Champs, man. I, I I put this platform together to be the voice of the voiceless and to give people their flowers while they're still here, man. Um, I can't stand that shit. Everybody want to get all sentimental and oh, you know, it was my homie and. You said that shit when they gone, but what the fuck did you say when they was right here, sitting right next to you? You know what I'm saying? You ain't had nothing to say. Uh, why not that. Why not give them their flowers when they here, when they breathe, and they sitting right next to you? You can interact with them. You, know, you can kick it with them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a big believer. I'm not even a big believer. I'm a big knower in you know, giving people their flowers You know while they still here, while they can, while they can smell them. You know what I'm saying? Um... You know, like the young lady that you mentioned. Uh, what was her name? The, the poetry, the, the slant. Oh, uh, Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. Say her name. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't get her flowers until after she was gone. The fuck kind of shit is that? Yeah, that shit crazy. Like, shit shit crazy. Right. That shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? She should have got her flowers when she was here. She was dope. I never even heard of that type of... I never even heard of that. It kind of reminds me of sonnets that, um, that Shakespeare would... That Shakespeare would do. Um, so as at least beginning to uh wrap it up. Um, let me uh, 
Yeah, as, as we're beginning to, uh, to, to wrap it up, the beginning of the end, um, if there is any artist that you could have done a collaboration with, who would those artists, what, what artist would that be? You know, it could be from um, somebody that's past, somebody from the past. I don't know, maybe it can be somebody from the future, somebody that you know that's up and coming, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, it's, that's your question to answer. Um, I like do um, usually my cousin. Like I got um, growing up, my people's always told me that um, Jackie Wilson was my cousin. Mm. So um, not even even I would love to like like sample his music and use it and be able to use it mm. and make some new stuff out of it. Right. You feel me? Mm. Like these artists out here now, I I, I rock with. I work with a lot of artists and stuff like that. Like, mm. you feel me? Anybody who I get on a track with, I feel like it's going to be something super dope. So, but if I had to pick, it'll be... Yeah, this could be this, this could be anybody. Like, this could be... This this could be anybody, whether with us still until this day. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they pass on oh, the yeah. transition. Oh, well, um, if we're going to do that, uh, my homie Shoeshine... Like, I never got to do a track with him, but he inspired me so much. I mm-hmm. went to the studio with him and all that stuff. Like, Is Shushan no longer here with us? Yeah, he took his own life. Damn. You feel me? So. You know, not that I'm happy that you mentioned that, but, um, you know, 75% of suicides, um, not just... A lot of men take their own life. I don't want to say 75 I don't want to give a number. Um, but a lot of men take their own life because they feel like they're not worthy they can't contribute or they um they're just going through issues that they feel like they can't speak about and uh it is an honor and a privilege to provide this platform for i know a lot of my whole a lot of my guests actually are women but the you know uh, the men that i do have on here um i'm thankful for all y'all thankful for the gods that i have around me um so for any men that are out there, any the masculine energy that's out there listening to this, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, straight up, man, you ain't got to go that route. There's people out here that, that will listen to your, that will listen to your issues, that have solutions, you know, you're loved, you're cared about, regardless of how much money you have or you don't have. Regardless of how you see yourself or you don't see yourself, you loved out here, you're cared about, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to force your untimely death because you feel like you're not worthy because you are worthy. You're more, you are enough. You are more than enough. And I think us as men, we need to hear things like that because there's so much, especially being here in, in America, so much pressure put on our shoulders and you know there's so many bad and negative and you know negative depictions of us in the in in movies and news and entertainment and all that but you know there's a lot of good men out there doing a lot of good work for the community for for their family for the collective and I just want to shout out all the men that out there that are doing the work that are healing that realize they got traumas that are healing themselves for themselves, um, that are doing things for the bigger picture, you know what I'm saying, that are doing work that they will never see the results of, 
because it's going to affect their grandkids, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, um, men, you know, you don't, I know life gets hard, you know, um, this year has been a, man, this is 2021 has been a year for my, just personally speaking, it's been a, it's been a year, y'all. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster. The highs to the highs and the lows to the lows. But um, I say all to say, like, man, like, there, there are other men out there that are willing to listen, willing to help. And you ain't, you ain't got to go that route, you know, um, because we need you. We need more kings. We need more princes. We need more warriors. We need more men who are men, you know. We need more masculine energy to help contribute to the to the collective. So um, you don't have to go that route. You know, I, I ain't gonna hold you up. Um, that's come to my mind before as well. But um, I'm lucky enough to have uh, people around me. Um, I'm lucky enough to see the bigger picture to see that I, that's not a route that I, I need to take or that I should take. I say a lot to say, um, you know, tap in, you know, you don't, you don't have to, um, you don't got to do that. You don't got to take your own life, man. For real. We're here to hold space for you. You ain't got to, um, you don't got to go that route. Um, what's your favorite verse that you ever, uh, that you ever wrote for yourself. I mean, not, not that you have a like, ghostwriter or anything like that, but like, mm-hmm. what's what what what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite verse that 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 you have um that you you know what I'm saying that you put out. It probably something I ain't put out yet. I got um, mm. I got so much unreleased music that I ain't put out yet just because like I I've been picky as far as like um certain things that I do and like a lot of music. Um, probably ain't never even bounced down mm. because this is just still on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, um, you best this. verse, my favorite verse is still yet to come. I love all my music. Mm. Got that, got that, that pop, you know what I'm saying? That just got always something in the chamber. Even though you shoot and you still got something left in the chamber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's dope, man. Especially the world that we live in, man. I would actually encourage... I would actually encourage you to make music that you don't plan to release. Um, and I say that to say, you know, this world that, uh, this world that, that we live in, you know what I'm saying? As far as NFTs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would encourage you to, 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 to make music that you don't plan to release unless there is a, you know what I'm saying? I actually... You see that? You see the guy on the cover of my album right mm-hmm, here? Mm-hmm. I'm releasing that as an NFT. That's dope. And he, he gonna release his own album too, as an NFT. Right, that's the way it should be, you know what I'm saying? People that buy the NFT, you get this exclusive, you get this exclusive music, you know what I'm saying? Sure. I would encourage all artists out there with the day and age that we living in, like, start planning on making music that you're not going to release to the public unless people cop them NFTs. Yeah, nah, for sure. Straight up. Like, shit, I know for a fact, you know, when I interviewed Billy Carson, 
when I when I interview certain people, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's gonna be straight up. You caught this NFT, you get this exclusive interview, straight up. And it's just it's just straight up like that because that's the world that we're moving into, you know. That you know it is what it is. Um, so last question, I believe that not even I believe I know. Uh, a big part of manifesting what you want is feeling that feel. So like, just for an example, like if you want a car, you need to go to the dealership, get in that car, picture the trimming you want, rev the gas up, see what color you want it to be, um, how it's gonna look when you wash it, how you're gonna feel when you're in that car, when you pull up, roll the window down, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I want you to speak one of your dreams that you want to come into existence, but I want you to give it to me from the perspective as if you've already done it, as if it's already accomplished. So you can get into the feeling of that dream and how that's going to feel already. Okay. So like, um, you know, or the um, having my music on on like, or my music is popping. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually getting recognized for the, the the work that I put in, and people people are feeling it and like, dang, like, like, like actually switch the dynamics of music to like people actually making concept albums again. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And um, that's that's the thing now because it's like everybody this whole twenty twenty one everybody experienced heartbreak, loss, something like that. So and it's twenty twenty two, the people talking about their feelings, talking about what they going through, other than creating a fantasy world that we can't live in no more. Mm. You feel me? And um, you know what I mean, through that, um created then created uh, uh, like uh, um a core fan base who's um, interested in what I got going on. So they interested in what I wear. So they interested in medicated thoughts, cruel, cold world. <clears throat> you feel me? Um, through that, you know, and that's going to be able to help me um, fund my restaurant and fund my daughter's um, careers as far as, because my daughter's rap too. Mm. Um, it's going to fund their careers and their clothing line, Pretty Full Apparel. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, so they can do what I'm doing at a very, I mean, be like, you know, um, while they're young, so that they can be able to develop and be three times better than me. Right. You feel me? Um, have my medicated thoughts restaurant going in with my infused food. Mm. With, like, you know. You cook? Yeah, I definitely cook. Hey, in the kitchen, like, <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. I have my infused food with you know my dispensary with my own um, with my um, my my strand, Come my on. child support strand. Come on now, you feel me? Come on now, <laughs> come on now, you feel me? Um, come on now, um, and shit, you know, just living, right? Living, experiencing, traveling, you know. Um, come on now, showing. Um, Educating my daughters and, and showing them how to be women, showing them how to deal with the men who are gonna be inside of their life, showing them um, uh, 
<laughs> like how a man should treat you, taking my daughters on dates and showing them things that they need to know, right. and the things that you know the the way it should feel. You right. feel me? Make it hard for somebody to be able to get that. You feel me? If they get it, you feel me? They they as far as like as far as the relationship, you feel me? You know what I mean? They work for it because she's not accepting. So they ain't going for that. Mm. Uh, that's that's how I see. It. <laughs> being able to take care of my family and putting on doing what 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 my um my my great grandfather started but just doing it in my generation. You know. His I never met him. Mm. His birthday the day before mine. Mm. You feel me? Mm. It's like that part. Straight up. That part. Yo man, I appreciate you. Thank you for tapping in thank you for being on the Richie Moon show man um family definitely go out um where where can they find it's all love until it ain't um, um on all streaming platforms if you're on Spotify Apple Music um, YouTube Deezer if you're in, if you're in Africa what was that thing what's the thing Africa I forget the name of that stuff out there but I'm out there too mm. um, any anywhere Mm, I really like this uh, this track, No Laces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like what you said. Like, and did we get it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it was, it was real, like... Oh, shit. I can't even go right here. This is one of the ones I didn't write. Okay, you just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I feel that. I feel that. So, um, so they can... So, wherever, wherever they listen to music, they can go ahead and tap into Dre Streets. Um, that streets with a Z. It's all love until it ain't. Family, I highly encourage you to uh, tap into this. Um, like I said, um, you know, I'm very picky about the artists that I have on here. As far as rap, so I ain't gonna have nobody on here that don't fuck with the music. Um, I've been listening to some of his tracks, and I definitely do. You know, it ain't just because it's part of Divine Tribe. So, um, you know, with that being said, we're going to end off with um, you hearing, you know what I'm saying, a sample of It's All Love Until It Ain't, uh, Dre Streets, uh, Peace, Love, and Light to the Family. I appreciate you, my guy, for being on the Richard Moon Show. For sure. You're right, I appreciate man. you having me. Yeah, man, man. We, we over here tapped in. Uh, family, It's All Love Until It Ain't, YouTube. Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts at, go ahead and tap in. It's definitely worth a living. It's definitely worth a listen. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out to Clothesline, Medicated Thoughts. Medicated Thoughts, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Medicated Thoughts, Dre Streets. It's all love until late. Peace, love, and light to the family. I appreciate you for tapping in. And remember, the value that you mirror onto yourself or reflect onto the others. Catch you down the road.